Ready? Excellent. Um, how are we usually? We're going through the next beatitude. Cool. Okay, good. Great. Let me pray real quick. Lord, thank you that you're a king worthy of praise. Thank you that uh, we're not just singing to the sky, but we're singing to a very large king, a really big king who actually deserves it. And Lord, I pray that you would guide my thoughts, that you would guide my words, and that, Holy Spirit, you would minister to your people the specific way that you have in store for them tonight. So you would go beyond my words. And the Holy Spirit, you would talk. Yeah, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, we're, we got the next beatitude, okay? Anybody have them memorized? What was the first one that we did? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right? So next one. Good start. Hold on. Hold on. That's the way to start them all. What? Mourn. For they what will be? Comforted. Good thing. What else? What's the next one? Meek. For they shall? Inherit the earth. What's next? Oh, she's reading it now. Hunger and thirst, for they will be satisfied. And then merciful. That's the one we talked about last week, right? Hopefully, or else I'm going out of order. Blessed are the merciful, for they will get mercy. This one is blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That's good news. Want to talk about it? Oh, yikes. So deeper. So I've been wrestling with this. Have you ever done something? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just sick and twisted. <laughs> Let me start. Okay. Have you ever done something without just a hidden agenda? Without literally, oh, if I do this, I'll probably get this in, in return. Like fully just <laughs> the, the goodness of your heart. And again, I might just be the one who sucks at this. But I've been wrestling with this of just like, why do I, my big question to you tonight, if you want to just put it in a, if you're taking notes, write it down, put a big box around it, outline it a couple of times. Why do you do what you do? That's my big question tonight. Why do you do what you do? Is it just because of we're, we're Christians and we're just part of this religious ceremony that we do every single Sunday and we just that's what we do as Christians? Or is it because I like the songs that we're singing, but if you're singing a song that I don't like, then I'm not going to sing along to it? Why do I do what I do? That's my big question tonight. And I've been wrestling with this, frankly, over my own life of... Why do I do the things that I do? Is it in pure heart or pure motive? 
or am I just trying to get something? And I believe if we're all being honest, we've had moments where we're just trying to get something. Yes? If I pray enough, the Lord will hear me. <laughs> like, come on. If I worship hard enough, I might feel something. Right? If I listen to enough ser sermons, I'll know something. If I read enough scripture, it'll all of a sudden, whatever, you know? Obviously, all of these things in, in good motive are good things, but all of them in bad motive or just for the sake of going through the motions, actually, I believe, lead to a destruction. Lead to a almost like a bankrupt spirit. Where Christian terms, we call that a backslider, right? <laughs> right? We call them a backslider. It's just like they tasted, they saw, they did the right things, and then all of a sudden they're just like, ah, nah. Right? Are you hearing me? So my question, again, why do we do the things that we do? And I've been doing this inventory over my life of, frankly, why do I worship? Am I truly trying to get something? Or do I love being, his, being in his presence with a tangible God? Do I actually like that. Or is because I like his presence? <laughs> Or do I like being close to him even if I don't get anything out of it? Is it, enough to, uh, is it enough to just behold the king? Do I run my ministry in hopes of getting seen and, and getting, getting deeper accolades and getting a different platform? And do I run my ministry in that sense? Or do I run it properly to honor the king? Yes, this goes for your work, <laughs> right? Because you can get lost in this at work, and you're like, well, Lex, I do this. And it's like, yeah, but that's a gift from God. You understand that your, your job is a gift from God, even if it sucks, <laughs> even if it's for a little crazy right now, even if it's sketchy, even if there's people that you don't like there, right? Okay. And frankly, all of us in this room know the right answers to those questions, right? You know the right answer. Oh, I worship because I need to worship him. and He's worthy of my praise, right? You know the right answer. And I know what my answer, what answer I want my answer to be. I know that too, right? Oh, I want to, I want to do these things so that I can honor him properly, right? That's the answer I want it to be. But if I'm truly doing a realistic inventory over my life, why do I do what I do? Why do I do what I do? And what's my real, real answer to all of these questions? Some of you guys have some things that you do every single morning, every single noon, every single night, right? Why do you do it? Have you stopped long enough to ask yourself, is this just a religious ceremony or is this a relationship? Right, because I think of, man, if I just did religious ceremonies with my wife, <laughs> she'd catch on. Right? She'd catch on quick. Right? And she'd be like, what are you trying to do? Like, you're trying to just gain something out of me. That would be pretty sick of me, yes? And you'd probably be pretty upset with me if I were doing that. But I believe that we do the same thing with the Lord. I know. 
We don't like talking about it, but I believe that we do the same thing with the Lord. And you're all in the same boat. I'm in the same boat with you, right? So maybe don't be so frowny frown, okay? Let's, let's just kind of come to terms with this. And how, how can we actually refine our answers and refine our mentality and refine things over our lives so that we can do it properly unto the Lord? Yeah? You hearing me? Is with me? You okay? All right. All right. I'm still Lex. Don't worry. Alex? Never met him. Do I love his blood because of the benefits or because he's worthy? So, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When we look at this phrase, pure in heart, well, actually, let's open it up to the open it up to the room. What do you think that means? Pure in heart. What's that mean? Uh oh. <laughs> Blameless. Okay. Cool. Good. What else? What What does pure in heart mean? <laughs> this isn't a good sign. <laughs> Nobody's seeing God. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. What's 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 pure in heart mean? Come on. You're adults. No corruption. Okay. Benji, help me out. Um, I think that there's so much to it. Yeah. I think knowing that part of it is recognizing my own sin and knowing that it's only God. Yes. So relying on Him. Only Him and His grace. Great. I, I tried to funnel it down to three words. Straightness is the best, not in the sense of like anything else, but like being myopic, almost looking at only him. Honesty and clarity. Those are my three three words, and I agree with you guys too, obviously. I believe that they're on track. So there are two two thoughts that are connected here. One is my inner moral purity. And the second is the idea of single slash undivided heart. Okay? Single-hearted, undivided, only one room. Yeah? So what's your motive? Is it because of an inner purity or an undivided heart towards God? A, a pure in heart person can truly, truly see God, this scripture says. Okay? It truly says it. Can see God in scripture, can see God in the church, can see God, um, can see something of God's true character. And the cool news is that sounds very, very intimate, correct? That's not just like, oh, you might get to, or, or it's far away, but you will. It's, no, it's a reality. And it's very, very intimate. Yes? And it's almost as if, like Nikki talked a couple weeks ago, it's almost veil talk, yeah? It's almost the pulling back of the veil and saying, okay, I truly, truly see who my, for lack of a better term, is who my husband is, okay? I can truly see him for who he says he is without any other filters or preconceived notions. I can truly see who he says he is 
even outside of what the church says and and my my church hurt like we like to call it or or what so and so said or all of these kinds of things right i can truly see him there's that veil that's lifted when i have a pure heart <coughs> sounds good <laughs> sounds really good right but that means in marriage talk it means I have to put him before myself. Right? Here's, here's marriage 101, so take notes. If you are selfish in your marriage, it's destined to fail. Okay? Simple, right? But if you are seeking to help your spouse or help that other person that you are that that you're married to you're destined for success and it's actually lovely right i'm i'm madison's biggest fan madison's my biggest fan we want to see each other succeed in every area of our life right i don't want her to have to sacrifice something just so that i can do something right i don't want that but because she puts me first, she does that sometimes, just like I do it to her sometimes. Do you get it? It's the way it goes, and that is intimate. And my motive isn't just to get something out of Madison. Just like our motive shouldn't be to get something out of the Lord, right? Because that's actually pushing somebody into a corner and saying, hey, do this or, or else. It's actually bigger of, hey, this is a relationship and this is a dance almost right? It's a dance and there's this tango back and forth and it's this beauty that comes with it when I'm not being selfish. When I put my bride before myself, just like Jesus did, yes? Jesus put his bride before himself. But this seeing God sounds intimate, it sounds vulnerable, it sounds raw. And our, relation, our, our relationship with God must become our greatest motivation for purity. This has to be stronger and greater than a fear of getting caught or a fear of consequences. Or letting a human down. Frankly, this beatitude, I, I think, if I can say this, is my favorite one. They shall see God. Like, that's big. <laughs> right? All right, show me mercy. Cool, that's great. <laughs> but, like, see God. <laughs> All they'll inherit the earth. Okay, cool, whatever. See God, dude? They shall enjoy a greater intimacy with God than they could ever imagine when you're pure in heart. Right? Even just the, your goal, in your, if I can say that, your goal in your relationship with the Lord today, if you start refining your pure heart, the intimacy that you're going to experience is beyond what you can comprehend today. Right? And some of you guys have testimony of this. I've got testimony of it. Right? There's things that like, I didn't even know existed until I started just refining myself towards him. Yeah? You get this? Okay. 
What happens when something is no longer pure? What happens? Oh, you guys are killing me tonight. Huh? Okay, everything falls apart. Let's put it in, into regards with just the air that we're breathing or the water that we drink. What if it weren't pure? It's disgusting. You don't want it, correct? It ends to something not good, correct? You drink some nasty, funky water, oopsie-daisy, you're going to have some issues, right? Or if you're in some dirty air, you got some, you got some issues got to take care of, right? That's why we have the, uh, what's the water one? Ah, oh, shoot, the Brita, that's it. Yeah, that's why we got the Brita. To pull all of the junk that we don't want in it, yes? And that's why we have air purifiers, is to get all of the junk out of the air, right? When, when a, a house floods, they don't just put in any like a bunch of fans. They put a dehumidifier and an air purifier to get all of the, all the nastiness out of the air, right? And I believe, I, I guess here's what I'll say. To get rid of pollutants, we, we have to become pure again. So we have to go through this process that sometimes... Sometimes, I don't know, how do I, how do I say it better? If I want to get pure, I have to go through a process of becoming pure, correct? Okay, I have to go through some kind of filtration system. Yes? And I'm not going to say, oh, that's, that's the Holy Spirit, because I think that's almost degrading to him, okay? But I do believe that he'll help you through this so that we can get rid of the funkiness that's in our lives. Does anybody want that? Yeah? Or am I talking to wet wood tonight? Like, we, I hope all of us in this room want to get rid of the filth that is in us. Right? I want the Lord to be so at home in me. Don't you? I want him to be so at home. But I feel like there's areas, just even in my life, if I'm just being honest to you as, as your pastor, that there's areas in my life that I'm not proud of. There's areas in my life that need that fil filter, right? Some of you guys have witnessed it firsthand coming out of my mouth, right? I, they need that filter. But like at the end of the day, we need to be open and aware to those things before we ever come to terms with, oh, I have a pure heart, right? Some of you guys can say, oh, I've got a pure heart in this area, in this area, in this area. This that scripture doesn't say, oh, have a pure heart in this. <laughs> it says have a pure heart. In entirety. Yes? And that's sometimes difficult. And I get it. But it's a really good goal. And some of you guys are like, oh, it's not achievable. Well, who cares? It's a good goal. Keep on reaching. Keep on going after it. Or else what are we doing? We're just playing church? We're just playing dress up? That just, just doesn't make any sense to me. And this is not a message of, oh, I just need to do a bunch of the right things. Yes? can't write your way into heaven. <laughs> you can't write your way into intimacy. But what it is is asking why you do the things you do and making sure that those answers are proper and pure and proud and that you're proud of. Yes? Okay. 
when you get rid of pollutants, you become more pure. Or sorry, more <laughs> duh. <laughs> when you get rid of pollutants, you become more free. Right? Because there's things in your life that you're like, oh man, if they found that out about me, there's no way I'm walking back in that room. Right? But when you're purified, there's a huge freedom that comes with it. Right? When you've overcome something, you're proud of it. Yes? I mean, some of you guys brag more about your video game stuff than, <laughs> than how, how much you're advancing in intimacy with the Lord. Right? You're proud of that. Why? It's because you overcame something. Yes? Oh, I passed level whatever. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Yeah. yeah. I'm just giving you a hard time, making sure you're listening. But right, come on. Yes? At the end of the day, when you are delivered from something, if you're set free from something, you have been purified. I like to tell people about it. It's what testimony is. Right? Right, dude. Uh, were any of you guys in first service today? Yeah? First service? Dude, Pat was given a testimony today of a, of a healing that happened in our, in our church. But the dude was in the room, first service, and he couldn't help but celebrate it. Pat wasn't even going to let him, you know, wasn't going to uh, name any names or anything, right? But then the dude literally stood up and was like, it's me, dude, right? That's cool. That's the way we should feel when we've been purified. Are you hearing me? Right? It, like, it would be so weird if you were purified in an area and you were like, ah, I'm not telling anybody about that. I'm taking that to my grave. No, the other stuff you want to take to your grave because it's filthy and you want it to die there. Right? But a lot of us need to understand that it died on the cross, not in our grave. Hello? It died on the cross, not in the grave. Oh, you didn't grab it. You lost it. You guys suck. I'm just joking. Don't get offended. Get purified. Okay? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I don't, I only, I, 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 yeah, never mind. I want us to be proud of our purification because a lot of our filth we're hiding. Yes? A lot of the stuff we're hiding and there's a freedom that comes when the Lord enters into a situation and says, hey, I'm bringing freedom. I'm bringing purification. Right? You're, you're addicted to something. If you're a compulsive liar, if you feel like you've got to prove something to someone, oh, watch him purify you. A lot of us are more afraid of man's opinion than anything else. We're not, we've got to stop it. And let him deliver us from these things. Yeah? And you're like, oh, those aren't that big of a deal. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Even just you thinking that the Lord is a big old punishing dad up in the sky who's ready to just kick you. No, be delivered from that. Be set free from that. And there's a freedom that comes with it. And there's a beauty of the fathership of the Lord. Yes? <laughs> okay, turn to Psalm 24. <clears throat> Psalm 24, when you're, when you're there, say golf. Who the anointing. 
Psalm 24, verse 1 through 6. I'm going to read it. Ready? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For it has found, sorry, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it um, upon the rivers. And here's, here's the part that I really want to focus on. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He who has, a cl who has clean hands and a pure heart. <laughs> Guys, he has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift his soul up to what is false and does not swear deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is a generation of those who seek him, who seek his face, the God of Jacob. Yes? Okay. Why did I read that? Because, like I've said for the last however many weeks, Jesus rips off a lot of what the Old Testament says. Okay? That's a, Jesus just simplified it into one verse because that, he knew, like, all right, Wyatt's in the room. He needs, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> he just need, needed to simplify it. But it's actually this, this entire six verses is crammed, and this is what Jesus said. Right? Clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart. Those are the ones that seek his face. It's intimate, yes? For they shall see God, yes? I'm going to skip some notes. I'm going to skip some notes. I'm going to skip some notes. Verse 3 is a question. Who shall ascend to the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place? And the answer is what? Clean hands and a pure heart. Are you catching this? <laughs> Who shall stand in his holy place? That's nuts, dude. If you know anything about how glamorous and how bougie the holy place is, you're like, I want to be there. <laughs> I want to be that intimate with a king. Yes? Because that's where he's at. Do you understand this? It's not just like, oh, it's a cool room and a cool house. No, it's like the coolest thing in the entire universe. <laughs> yes? Like, come on. And all it requires is clean hands and a pure heart. That's all it requires. And you're like, ah, that's a, that's a big list. And I get it. I get it. I'm not downplaying this. I'm not saying, all right, wake up tomorrow and figure it out. But what I am saying is, come on, we need to want this. We need to seek this. We need to have this desire in our spirits to say, I want to be with him. I want to stand with him. I want to be one of the voices that he hears first. As I worship him in the holy place, I want to be, yes? All it requires, clean hands, pure heart, clean hands, pure heart. Okay, now turn to Psalm 51. <coughs> Somebody read verse 10. Wait for me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit. 
Does anybody know the context of which this was written? Yeah, David just did a no-no. <laughs> David just did oopsie-daisy. Yeah? And he's saying, Lord, I screwed up. Create in me. Refine me. Help me in this because I don't want to lose you. Earlier in that scripture, it says, take not your spirit from me, God. Gosh, I didn't even know that was a reality until I read that verse, you know? Like that's so, so intimidating. Take not your spirit from me, God. Yes? Okay. Where am I? In verse 7, it says, purify me uh, so I will be clean. Wash me white as snow. This verse is call, calls for cleansing from sin and readiness to serve the Lord. Verse 8, humble me, O God. Verse 9, don't hold my sin against me, O God. And then 10, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Do we even want that anymore? Do we even want a pure heart anymore? Or has Christianity turned into, what can I get out of God today? Or has Christianity turned into, I'm God and Jesus is here to serve me? I'm sorry. If we've twisted it that way, uh-oh. Oops. Yes? Create in me a clean heart. God purifies us, but we must take action to remain in that purific purification. Right? It's not enough to just, I mean, back in... Back in Old Testament times, it was a, a, a mikvah is what they called it. And they would jump in this mikvah and it would cleanse them. And then voila, they would jump back right into the way they were living. <laughs> right? We just call it baptism now. <laughs> what? You guys are like, oh, yeah, I was completely changed. Come on, dude. Come on. Let, like, let, let's be real with ourselves. We're lying to ourselves more than we're lying to each other. Like we've got, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more than just fooling myself and saying, wow, that was great worship. Now I want to talk about chilies. Wow, that was great worship. And all I can think about is what I'm going to do next. Wow, that was great worship. And huh, so-and-so smells like what? Come on, dude. Like, there's so much more. There's so much more. If we would just have our awareness heightened to him, I guarantee he'll show up and say, I'm going to purify you. I'm going to purify you because you want to be. If you want to be, I know that he will. I know that he will. Right? Or else he died on the cross for no reason. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> that's so weird to even think of. 
Like whatever that filthiness in, in your heart is, he wants to take care of it tonight. If you are willing. Hello? He literally wants to do some heart surgery, open heart surgery tonight and say, okay, cool. Hey, there's a willing person who actually is laying themselves down on the operating table so that I can do a work in them. Oftentimes we're just like, well, I don't know. No, he, he literally wants to do it for you. He's already done it. It's already been killed. He just wants to take it away again. Like, wonderful, yes? <laughs> Aren't you sick of hiding? Aren't you sick of your motive being so jacked up? Aren't you sick of it? Aren't you sick of walking into church and being just like, oh man, I didn't feel anything in worship today. You know that? You know what that is? That's an ugly heart. Nobody likes to talk about this. That's an ugly heart. Oh man, I didn't feel anything. I didn't get anything out of that message today. How? It's the word of God. <laughs> what? You gotta be a lunatic. Right? Even if there's some heresy in a message, you can still find something that's true in it. Because of who he is. It's the word of God. Yeah? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he set the table for all sorts of things, whether it's communion, whether it's the operating table, whatever it might be. He set the table for so many things. It's us that needs to say, I want the work. I want you to rid me of it. If it's porn, he'll take care of it. He'll take it right now. If it's addiction, great, he'll take care of it right now. If it's laziness, cool, he'll take care of it right now. If it's sick, twisted thinking of something, great, he'll take care of it right now. Hello? Oh, is this too Pentecostal of me? <laughs> Sorry, I'll go back to Baptist Lex. Like, come on, he'll take care of it right now. If we truly believe that he is who he says he is, he will take care of it today. He'll take care of it tonight. And you'll walk out of this room, <sighs> I'm free. Right? And then it's your job to walk in it. Right? How sick would it be if somebody got a surgery done on their leg and it was making them not be able to walk? And they, were, they rolled themselves into, into, the, uh, into the hospital and they said, hey, it's surgery time. Make me better. And they're like, great. Let's get on the table or however it goes. And then, <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how it goes, okay? <laughs> I just assume that's how it goes. I've seen the movies. Okay. <laughs> No appointments. They just walk in there. Um, but how weird would it be? They roll themselves in there. I can't walk, dude, right? I can't walk. And I get on the table. Doctor fixes it, right? I'm like, all right, I guess I'll wheel myself home. That'd be weird, right? Dude, when they do knee replacements and like hip replacements now, it's just like, all right, get up and walk out of the room. That's nuts. Oh, you guys. <laughs> You guys are putting the cast back on. You guys are putting the wheelchair back in your midst. You guys are putting the crutches back on yourselves. You guys are doing it. And you're blaming the devil for it. Uh, 
I allowed to say that? You are. Oh, that stupid devil. No, you are saying, oh, I'll take him. He's barely even having to ask. I'll sit down in that. It's comfortable. I'll stay in my sin. I'll stay in my nasty and filthiness. I'll just stay here. Right? I think of what Reese talked about today of just that nasty swamp dude. Golly. Let's, let's, let's free ourselves by the working of him. Or else the cross means nothing. Yes? So can we pray? <laughs> can we walk in this reality? Can we walk in a freedom and see what actually happens to our lives? Not for, not for our sake, but just, man, to get the privilege of giving him glory for another thing that we've never gotten to give him glory for, right? Some of you guys have been walking in these addictions, as you like to call them, for far too long. Let's get rid of them tonight. Or else Holy Spirit isn't who he says he is either. Let's walk in freedom. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yes? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How many of you want to see God? You want to be want to actually get to experience a touch from God Almighty. That's seeing him, yeah? How many of you want a testimony? How many of you? Dude, I think of Moses. He wanted to see God so bad, right? He wanted to see God so bad. And he, gosh, if I think of anybody, he, he was the closest one, right? He was the closest one to having that pure heart. Yes? Hello? Am I muted? Hello? Yes? He was the closest one, and guess what he got to see? God, right? He got to see the essence of where he was, dude. Some of you guys haven't even seen that. You're like, well, huh. come on. Like, we're new covenant. We're new covenant. There's no more veil. There's no more hiding of the holy of holies. There's no hiding of anything. It's open and present to us. And it's our duty to say, I want it. I want it. I'm sick of the way I've been living. I want it. You want it. You want to be a better man, a better woman of God, a better wife, a better husband, a better worker, a better employee, a better son, a better daughter. You want to be better. The only way to do it is by purifying our hearts. Yes? Are you with me? Okay, I want to pray over you. Or pray for you. Anything else? Anything else? Yeah, let me pray for you. If you want this, nobody's looking around. Shut your eyes. If you want this, hold your hands out in front of you. In, a, in an act of receiving. And whatever the thing is that you want rid of, put it on the forefront of your brain right now. Step one is you saying, I don't want it anymore. You still want it. Don't even play the game right now. 
Don't lie to yourself. Okay? Put it at the forefront of your brain, and we're going to pray, and we're going to watch it disappear. Okay? The Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, you said that you were the lifter of our burdens, the lifter of our heads. And Lord, we are hungry people right now, asking that you would purify us. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would take these things and you would burn them up. You completely rid them from our brains. They wouldn't revisit them when things get weird, but they would be gone in Jesus' name right now. And Holy Spirit, I pray that there would be a tangible lift in the room right now. We would feel these things come off of our shoulders. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, more. Lord. Lord, we just plead that we would be a people of clean hands and pure heart. And that, Lord, this would be a night of testimony because of the work that you have done. Lord, we love you. We're infatuated with you. Would you cleanse us more and more every single day? Would we lean on you to cleanse us and partner with you that we would be a people that seek your face above anything and everything else? We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Anybody feel a physical lift? Yeah? Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Good. So what do you do? Walk in freedom. Please? Okay? Walk in freedom. Even if you didn't feel anything, who cares? The work is complete by the work of the cross, by the blood of the Lamb. Yes? And now, by the word of your testimony. Cool? Wonderful? Excellent. Uh, great. Good luck. See ya. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I usually say thoughts, right? <laughs>